day. So every day we start fresh because we can't affect the past, but we damn sure can make a difference today. Welcome to episode 40 of Shop Talk. It's Jennifer and Carrie. And we're back with a new episode of uh, a new episode of Shop Talk to recap 414. Did the hiatus seem long to you? I mean, it was like three weeks, but we also did a few recordings in it. So, yeah, it didn't really seem that bad because we were still recording uh, some. So, to to me, it didn't feel that long, but like the last week has felt like an eternity. And I got back on Zoom and I was like, wait, how do I work Zoom? Because I haven't worked it in a week. So, yeah. yeah. Um, but we did get some great behind the scenes content dropping like throughout the hiatus, which was really nice. Um, apparently we're getting to see Bradford and Thorson working together, which we've already dubbed them as Bradson. So, you know, it's fine. Um, and it looks like we could potentially get something like fun and cute for Nylon James. People were saying that they don't think that it was supposed to be shared. And I don't think so either. Like maybe I not think so. that part um but like I won't complain so you know then Jenna did like share um a behind the scenes of like they were all like in the waiting room or whatever the waiting area Mm -hmm. and like Melissa was getting like everyone coffee and Eric was like in the pot and stuff that I'm sure that we were supposed to see but the whole like scene with Nylon James I don't think that i mean it was very been. very quick yeah like, um so i don't know we'll see but like wow. i love any and all behind the scenes like there were behind the scenes where you could see like air like the lines that tim and aaron are supposed to be saying and people were trying to like to do some love that i will take any and all behind the scenes footage please and thank you mm-hmm but yeah, in this episode, seems like everyone was like on a wild goose chase. And so we had John and Nyla working together again. Um, and Chunford was back in action. So all of the old dynamic duos were working together. Um, and then we like started off the episode with some domestic Lopez. And we got some great gray moments in this episode too. So that was fun. Mm-hmm. Do you want to go through the promo? um yeah for next week's episode um it'll be what is it 4 15 4 15 um and it i mean it's kind of like it seems very action-packed um we have like 10 friends in the shop so they're paired up again um someone is shooting at them though that's not good we don't like that no um but then tim is like acting sergeant um because gray's due out in court so that'll be fun here for that acting sergeant or watch commander wait no gray is sergeant right i mean he because like tim's always a sergeant so well yeah but i mean i don't know just yeah sure acting but he's sitting in gray's chair yep so I'll take it. Um, and I don't know. I just want to bubble wrap Gray because like the rookie cannot lose another main character. And it was too quick to see if like 
if he actually like because you know last or was it last season yeah when gray was like down or whatever like in the promo and that one time and it was just he like threw out his back or whatever yeah this is not that i'm very aware but just like i hope it's not a like a i don't want anything bad to happen to gray but like i also don't know if it's just like they put it together to make it look like something actually happens to him yeah or i don't know because like you uh, see him kind of like holding his back and like he goes down yeah so i don't know i was like rewatching it before we started recording and i was like how much are they faking this out here because i don't know i just feel like they are yeah, but maybe I'm also just trying to see the glass like half full and I'm like great's not going anywhere he's not yeah. probably totally clowning myself but like yeah. I, I refuse to lose gray I refuse to yeah he's my spirit animal he can't go anywhere like he had no good one moments this episode yeah it was so good oh my god just like he's... him like pulling his hand away from Serena yeah. I was like oh, please and then the rookie account gifted I was like this is my new favorite thing <laughs> yeah like he's he's so like sometimes over dramatic but like it works and I just like yeah he just has the best like one-liners sometimes and just Richard is great so yeah. nothing can happen to Greg yeah I refuse so we won't I- literally like i'm not gonna be okay if something does happen to him yeah so um yeah there is no episode description out for the for 415 yet just the promo so we have that to live off of for like the next week um mm-hmm. you know until we get promo photos and sneak peeks and stuff um, if there's not a promo photo of tim at the desk i don't want it seriously oh my god if there's not a photo they've really missed their chance like i don't want it because let's see wesley doesn't have his office anymore well for right now anyway not that we know of but yeah Yeah. i don't think he does um so if tim is not at the desk like i just can't like i just need a photo or something like something. yeah you know how people make those um like like fake instagram profiles like for graphics or whatever mm-hmm. and like you know they do what tim bradford would post on instagram he would totally like lucy would take a picture of him at the desk he would yeah. totally post it and give her like and tag her in the photo and give her photo creds and just like come up with some like idiotic caption I mean, he would just post like steal his phone and just post it because he doesn't yeah. know how to work instagram anyway yeah she probably gives him like a crash course of it yeah and then aaron's like you don't know how to do instagram yeah which is like oddly ironic because like eric and titus like helped melissa like with her instagram like, yeah when they first started so yeah um yeah yeah so um and then the last piece of news you know we always just kind of mentioned that eric and roslyn have a new podcast episode that dropped today so be sure to check that out now i think we should get into the episode because it was chaotic man like oh i texted you last night and i was like john nolan's not even chaotic in this episode like it's randy that's the chaotic one yeah 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 
so start us off with nyla and john yeah um well like for john anyway it like starts with him like angela is like calling him to come over to her house because wesley tried to fix something again in their house and he's like yep i'll be over and i just enjoyed how like bailey was there and she's like tell angela hi for me like so that was like a calm like you know day like day in the life kind of thing for john like you know this is what he's been up to lately um and it i don't know it was just interesting because like as soon as he gets to work then like hi we finally meet skip tracer randy yeah um and he's like frantically waving and uh john is like nyla there's this man that's waving do you know him and she's like "Uh uh-huh and you do too that's randy um and sure enough randy comes over he says his usual like intro and proceeds to kind of like stun john with his like in-depth research on nolan's background um and i don't know if it had ever like been said like john's age um or no, not but we know that but, he's 46 yeah but now it's now it's canon if it like hadn't already been said already i can't remember back that far um but so randy like he should be like a few years older than 46 <laughs> i don't know why i thought maybe it was mentioned that he was like like mid 40s when they started the show yeah. but then again the timeline is all layered because like their rookie period was longer someone yeah. was like doing the math and they were like technically the rookie is like in 2019 or something like they haven't hit the pandemic in the show yet yep so i don't yeah. know so it's about I'm a year just, and a half like, yeah probably almost two like closer to two years now i'm honestly just living in the fictional time. world and i don't really care about the timeline so <laughs> yeah um yeah but uh so randy's a bounty hunter now and he's not just a skip tracer so his new title is skip tracer bounty hunter randy um and he's there looking for details on the hollywood madam who is ivy flynn because she jumped bail and now everyone's like on the hunt for her to bring her in um and like randy's super confident he's got this like um so after their brief conversation he takes the redacted arrest report that nyla told john to give him and he's off to go go find this girl and nyla does make him promise to call if he like gets in trouble though since like bounty hunting can be dangerous and he's like yeah yeah i'll call um cut to later obviously he does not because the next thing we know nyla and john are on a call and a man's been injured he's been shot um and randy is nowhere to be found they're like looking around they hear him He's in the coffin. He decided to hide in the coffin when he heard the gunshots because apparently Ivy was there and um, the guy who was shot was one of her clients and they were arguing so Randy got scared. That's why he hid. Why in the coffin? I don't know. I love how he explained it. Yeah. It was like, I heard some gunshots. I got a little scared and I hid. Like, Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Great bounty hunter skills. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so 
And I just thought it was funny, though, that, like, the guy that got shot um, was uh, David DeLuise, who played Jerry Russo on Wizards of Waverly Place. Yes. That was funny to me. Um, Because he was, like, in the promo, and I thought I would, because, like, I loved that show when it was on. Yeah, uh, I know. I didn't didn't recognize recognize him. So (laughs) that was kind of fun. Um, yeah, and so like oxygen deprivation is setting in, right? And Randy's still in the freaking box, and they can't get it out, like or get like get him out because like they don't have the key or whatever. Um, eventually, they like end up uh, like sawing him out of it, um, and like the fire department's there, um, which is the well, I guess it's the second time we'll see Bailey Um, because you'll get into the first later um but bailey's giving him a quick once over and apparently as john finds out um randy and bailey kept in touch after he helped them like look into jason um you know bailey's ex-husband and so like they even have their own secret handshake which i just thought it was kind of funny that like john was being like blindsided by that and it's like by randy of all people like i don't know um it was just kind of funny john kind of did his like default expression again which was entertaining um and so after all of this like happens now is essentially like nope you're done like you're not going to be like doing this um but randy doesn't want to quit without finding ivy so he can get the money plus he knows how Ivy's been sending messages to her clientele, whereas, like, the LAPD and FBI haven't been able to hack her. And so Randy will only tell them, though, if John and I would become partners with him in this. So they agree. Um, I, I don't even know. Like, why a video game being the method that this woman used i don't really understand but yeah it was different um maybe because they had like the video game mention in like last episode with the helicopter you know yeah and stuff so maybe this is like the new thing i don't know um anyway so they're all teaming up they manage to stake out a place that they think ivy's gonna show up she does end up showing up but she's seen arguing with another woman well fighting i guess uh, is more the correct word um that other woman turns out to be another bounty hunter named alicia who randy actually knows um and they used to like sort of go out (laughs) sort of um ivy's in the wind like she got away um but randy surprisingly comes in handy because he knows someone who might be able to help them out um and it's one of Ivy's, um, like, the girls that she used to run with. Um, and it's Penelope, a.k.a. Donovan's ex-girlfriend and former fiancé. So that's kind of interesting that, like, because this is the first time we meet Penelope or, like, see her, I guess, on screen. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they set up a meet even though Nyla at first is like, nope, there's no way she'll talk to me. Yeah. Um, they do end up talking though. They actually kind of, not quite bond. I don't want to say that, but like 
they do end up like agreeing about how like uptight Donovan is and like I don't know just like they have that common ground um and Nala does use it as an opportunity to apologize for using Penelope's past as a sex worker in the custody custody battle between she and Donovan so uh the two women kind of make a truce for the time being so Penelope ends up telling Nyla about the hotel that Ivy's often like seen at so John and Nyla go Randy's in tow still too so they're going to the hotel to find Ivy um they're not the only ones after her though um I don't know I well no, it was Southern Front that was mentioned a few episodes ago. Um, I don't think we've, like, had a mention of, like, the Dead Bastards motorcycle gang from season one, like, since season one. Like, Two. I can't remember their time. Two. Two? Because it was in Now and Then. Oh. It wasn't mentioned, but it was, well, yeah. Maybe it was just mentioned that they were a motorcycle gang. Yeah. Well, because, like, Tim got into a scuffle with the, that gang in, like, season one that first time. Yeah. Like, got, like, just said he was gonna... This motorcycle know. group has it out for the yeah. LAPD or something, like... Yeah. Okay, yeah. so we haven't, met, we haven't heard the name since season two. Um, yeah, so uh, they're the ones that's uh, that are after Ivy. And Randy's confused as usual. <laughs> and he just, like, I enjoyed how he just like wonders these things aloud like he mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter if uh like no one else is talking like to him uh he's just like why are these people dead and how did they die like he actually thinks for a second that they're dead bastards and it's like mm-hmm. no no they are a motorcycle gang that is like ready to kill them <laughs> like that that's who they are um and so there's a knock at the door um, and Randy being Randy is all ready to answer it even though Ivy's like, no, 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 I didn't order room service. Um, so it turns out it's the gang. They come in with guns blazing. Uh, they end up shooting Randy. Um, so he's down for the count. And then a shootout erupts, like gunfire is exchanged. Um, and Nyla tells John to go um, after Ivy while she stays with the one guy that they, that they did end up getting in custody um he does Randy offers to assist um but then surprise surprise Alicia grabs Ivy before John can get to her so he's like running trying to catch up with them um in the parking garage John is trying to like warn her that like she doesn't know what she's up against um but Alicia's like no I can handle it it's fine um but the gang finds them again more shooting occurs um they're able to kind of like maneuver around uh like cars um and like cover for each other in the gunfire and stuff um randy catches up to them ends up getting shot again i mean he's wearing like a vest which was good um but still like just and i thought nolan was a jinx like <laughs> yeah randy is is worse um and even like john puts it he's like very lucky that um you know like nothing else like 
happened I mean he got he got shot twice like that something that doesn't happen and then just like for him to just like come out relatively unscathed is like Mm -hmm. insane um and Randy ends up hugging John and calling him his bestest friend and just like he like they're just two peas in a pod honestly yeah like if you kind of like big picture like they both say things that they shouldn't they both do things that they shouldn't they both like ask questions sometimes that nobody really cares about but like they like they mean well it just doesn't like often um like happen that way yeah so honestly they kind of have a lot in common honestly uh i could kind of see their like odd friendship working out so um in the end uh, of the episode, John comes home. He's saying hi to Bailey, um, who's on the couch. She's not alone, though. Uh, Randy is there with Alicia, and they're all enjoying wine. And apparently, Alicia doesn't really hate Randy. It's like a role play thing they do to be rival bounty hunters, apparently. So that's their thing. Um, I, John was such a mood like drinking the wine he just drank it all in one go uh-huh. um, and just like and when all he could ask was like why like why are you in my house like what are you doing here what is like why um, it, because you know he had just spent all day long with Randy mm-hmm. um, and there he is because he texted Bailey and was like okay I'm gonna come over and of course you know Bailey being Bailey is probably like sure it's fine like oh goodness it was just it was kind of a it was an appropriate scene to like end on with that storyline so yeah I guess I I hope I hope that the rookie like gifts if they haven't already that gif of John just like holding his finger up and just like drinking the wine because I feel like that's a whole mood yep just just chugging it yeah so that was kind of I mean like Randy said so many funny things Mm -hmm. um it was like I don't know I thought it was entertaining um the way that like he was shot and John was like oh my god like he's gone and then (laughs) Randy like came back and like freaked John out it was like oh my god yeah he just like he did that like when he um he did that twice up the coffin Mm -hmm. he he just kind of was like like deep breath like oh my god like you know he's alive or whatever like he just was so um i guess animated is probably a good word like he just i mean i don't follow the guy who was like who acted uh randy out who was playing randy um i don't like follow his work or anything um so i wonder like how different that was from his like real personality i guess yeah you know like how much did he really have to like put into it yeah Mm -hmm. yeah it was definitely um different and like just uh you know it's just a different like change of pace a little bit got to meet a character that we'd only heard before so Mm -hmm. yeah 
Yeah. So next we have Chenford because they were working together and it was so good to see. Um, and so basically Chenford like rolls up to a scene um, that the LF- LAFD reported to. Um, and as they get out of the car, Lucy's just like, at this point, we already know about her dad. Um, but I broke it up into two sections just because there was some of that fertility stuff for its own like kind of storyline. So, um, but Lucy, you know, just asks Tim if he thinks that it's weird that like she didn't try and find her biological dad. Okay. So apparently Tim already knows about her dad that we met in season one not being her biological dad. Yeah, we that's totally what, like, missed that me. lead up. Yeah. Like that's what threw me off. Cause I was yeah. like, oh, okay, she's just like mentioning this and he's like not taken aback by it or something you know like not surprised Um, yeah well the whole like the whole thing of how it was introduced and like set up just kind of threw me off um but I'll get more into that later so you know Tim's like well the only thing he contributed to your life was measured in milliliters and I'm just like thanks Tim like you made that joke that's the best you could do on cable I guess um Mm -hmm. So then Lucy's like, oh, that's gross. And I don't know why I talk to you about personal stuff. Like, I do. It's because you love him and you want him, You want to confide in him. Because he does the same thing to you. And then he shakes his head when you get, like, too much into it. So, um, but then on the scene, they meet up with Bailey, who, you know, says that someone used a Molotov cocktail to torch a guy's car. Um, and the L.A. LAFD has no idea who did it but they can't conclude that it was a female so they walk up to the driver of the car um, who's like taking pictures of it you know for insurance and stuff and he shares that it was a lady in a red tracksuit who torched his car um, and so he saw her from his apartment window like above but she was gone by the time he got downstairs so he doesn't know why a woman would want to destroy his car though like He's like, the ladies love me. Um, and he even tries to hit on Lucy, asking for her number. And Tim's reaction to this was just, like, too funny. Like, he just, like, kind of, like, puts his hand up in the air and just, like, walks away. Like, I'm not dealing yeah. with this right now. He's, like, pointed at her and he yeah. was, like, silently, like, saying. Shook his head and was just, okay. like, I'm done. Yep. So then Chenford shows up at a restaurant. Um, where the owner is like claiming that you know she suffered a biological attack of her bond to be exact and she's definitely like over exaggerating the circumstances right like and granted she has a good reason to like that's her restaurant and what was released like it should not be in a restaurant but it's also like they're on like very limited time here like you know you can't just like hog their day so then um you know we find out that rats are in her restaurant and like that's gross and it needs to be taken care of and stuff of course um but tim's like you can't call 911 when a rodent gets into your restaurant like this man is not taking anyone's bs today yeah (laughs) first the guy trying to hit on lucy and now this woman he's like seriously this is what like i'm doing today um so then she's like, well, they were released by a woman who came in with an animal carrier and set, like, a dozen rats free in the middle of the breakfast rush. So he asks her, like, to describe the woman. Um, 
and she says you know she had on a ball cap and a red tracksuit and it was the same suspect from the arson before so the woman does have a name for chenford though you know she shares as jordan connor she used to work at the restaurant uh, but was fired because she was late all the time so they're you know a step closer to finding her um and then chenford like later in the episode arrives at jordan's address um and they find her landlord outside like bent over with a hose running and like splashing water on his face so you know he's like well do i look okay like one of my tenants showed up at the door and pepper sprayed me so you know like no i'm not i'm not okay right now um and he shares that it was jordan and he doesn't know why she did this though like he's he says you know it's always drama with her and you know uh it's always something but we find out that she is three months behind on rent and you know she always complains about special circumstances so you know tim and lucy kind of run down the list and they're like so far she's damaged property and assaulted someone and they have to find her before she really hurts someone so tim's like i'll get a warrant for her phone the next time that we see chenford they are pulling up to what i'm assuming is kind of like like a hiking trail or something um and they you know approach her because she's sitting on like a picnic table just like overlooking los angeles and she goes into detail about why she did everything so she mentions that she has BRCA one um her mom had it and died when she was seven and when jordan found a lump um she knew she was gonna die until the doctor told her that she was in remission last week so you know she was like well as long as i'm still here i'm done apologizing for my existence so she goes into how her ex her ex-boyfriend her boss and her landlord all like did her wrong um when she was going through chemo and at the start of her cancer and so she you know says that she thought if she was a good person she worked hard and was nice to people then good things would come back to her. But all she got was a pile of crap in return. So she decided that she was going to make her own karma today. Which I I don't know. I relate to that because like I know for me I have the mentality of like okay you know I will do good things for people and I hope that like I get that in return. Um, and like yes that does happen sometimes but then like with certain people like you you do these good things and then you just kind of figure out that you're not going to get anything like in return whether it's recognition or you know kind of like like payback like let me help you when you helped me or whatever um so I definitely get that because you know it's definitely like oh yeah I'm like putting everything in for you you know i'm giving you 110 percent, and i'm getting like zilch out of it so yeah i was just like wow like i i relate to that i wouldn't go and do anything as drastic as she did but yeah i mean it, it does make you think and then it also is like well you know why do i keep doing these good things if i'm not getting that reciprocation from someone else so so yeah so they she's like you know you can arrest me whatever and so tim puts the cuffs on her and you can like see his micro expressions in the scene like i don't know i the best way that i could describe it was he just looked like dejected after hearing her story and like it looks like he didn't want to arrest her but 
you know she did the crimes like you know she's kind of she's got to do this time now so as he's putting her in the back of the shop lucy's like lucy's still behind them like reflecting on what just happened and you know they both chat after she's in the car and tim's like most people have a near-death experience and want to change her life for the better but gotta respect her for going the other way um and yeah i don't and then lucy's like you know um i like it just sucks that she had to like like live her entire life worried like that like what if i have to or something so then she decides that she's gonna call her aunt and that it's kind of the end of the chenford like case for the episode um and then we kind of get into the fertility story and wrap that up so mm-hmm. that we will cover in just a bit yeah i kind of i don't know why but like when tim said like most people have a near-death experience like my mind just automatically went to like 210 to 11 i was yeah. just like why yeah that hurt me well and then i was also like okay he's saying that obviously what jordan had just said to them is like hitting him too but like tell us more about any like near-death experiences you may have had tim bradford like please because i don't doubt that he hasn't had one or two Mm -hmm. or you know like 10 of them like i you know please tell us more tim because i don't know if it's like pilot shooting would count as like a near death like i don't know yeah no i'm i'm thinking more like uh you know like his time over overseas or something mm-hmm. or before the rookie started yeah but I don't know. now we get wopez they were adorable i just yeah. love them though yeah they were fun um because as I had mentioned earlier, Angela was the one that called Nolan about the shelf. Um, she's like so done with Wesley's like Mr. Fix-It routine. Um, although before he leaves, she's, you know, like super positive and like happy about it, like while he's still there. Um, and essentially like, yeah, good job. You know, like she's just like supportive and, you know, trying to put on that face. Um and then I just, oh my god, it was so funny how as soon as the door slammed, she like caught the shelf before it fell. Like that cracked me up. Yeah. Um, that was fun. And so cut over to her in Gray's office, and she is complaining um about, you know, Wesley being like the handyman now. Um and gray this is when gray says that he has uh he knows someone over at a hot suspect who's looking for a like a lawyer consultant um and that was the show that jackson's ex-boyfriend sterling was on i was gonna uh, say was that the show yeah okay Mm -hmm. yep um so so anyway, yeah, so Gray knows someone over there that, you know, Wesley could maybe, you know, do that for his, like, job for now. Um, and Wesley's like, yeah, call them. Um, and Gray kind of doesn't really pick up on the hint um, that she means, like, call them now. Because um, he's just like, yeah, no, I'll call them after I, you know, do this thing. And Angela just gives him this, like, fantastic look mm-hmm. of, like, oh, no, no, no. 
you will call them right now. So Greg backtracks and is like, or I'll call them now. <laughs> I'm kind like, of surprised that she was okay with him going on the show. Or like helping out with the show. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I, I just think why. she was so desperate. Like she was so desperate to just get him like mm-hmm. out of the ha- like the home improvement arena and just like yeah. she wanted him to do something like out and about and like just be, you know. Yeah. Um, like interacting with other people. Cause like I feel like Wesley is like a people person. So oh, for sure. Um, I don't know. I know that like he didn't do so well at like hanging out that shelf. But I want to see him do more home improvement tasks. <laughs> and like I know I didn't tweet it last night, but then like the thought of Wesley going to the gym, I was like, okay, and we got robbed of that too. Wow. Rude. Wow, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, because he was like, even though I just did that, I'm still gonna go to the gym. Um, yeah, that was good. Yeah, we were yeah. robbed of that. That's unfortunate. I'm not bitter at all. <laughs> yeah. Um it would definitely be, oh my god. Or just like Wesley trying to do more home improvement things and but just like John's trying to like teach him how to do more home improvement things, that would be absolutely hilarious. And, and Wesley obviously- not getting it and then like seriously injuring himself. Oh my god, yeah. And then just like because we know that Tim can do some, you know, home improvement things um that would be so funny like the three of them in that kind of environment that would yes. be so funny did you did you notice that we heard uh baby jack in the background no i didn't know that you didn't notice no i didn't notice that yeah mm-hmm. i mean it was obviously like a tape recording of something but like I did yeah not. he was like listening to elmo or something oh. how did you not notice that it was like kind of loud nope Oh my gosh, you have to go back and rewatch it. I like notice it, but I didn't really think of it because like we didn't see like right. Well, you were focusing on Wopas, like oh, they were adorable. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, um. So Gray ends up calling. So like Wesley's new job for the time being is being the consultant for Hot Suspects. Um. He meets the uh, star that he's supposed to be, like, kind of mentoring. Um, she was played by uh, Kayla uh, from The Vampire Diaries, I think. Okay. I think that's where she's from. Don't quote me on that. I think that I think so, though. Um, anyway, her character name was uh, Sabrina. And I just thought it was so funny how she was, like, so, like, she just starts in like right away on this like case or something from like the ninth circuit and she's like so demanding and so there was such conviction that like Wesley almost buys it and he's like wait there's no judge by that name in the ninth circuit and so it's kind of like that's like the reveal that she's like in character and she like finally breaks and goes back to being well not normal but just like less intense um and it's kind of how their day goes. Like, she gets super intense. He's trying to keep things, like, calm and kind of more based in reality. But she keeps dropping in and out of character. Um, so much so that when they end up back at the station, she even, like, flirts with Gray. And, like, Angela pulls Wesley aside and is like, what the hell is happening? Like, yeah. this is ridiculous. Um, That's where we get the scene of Gray, like, pulling his hand away. Like, don't touch me. Yep. He's like, he's so good. No no um 
And I just loved, like, Gray was so funny because he was like, Angela, come here, come here, come here. Uh, can you show your husband and his friend around? Please. I loved it. I just thought it was funny how, like, um, he, like, I don't know if it was, like, intentional if he's, like, making sure to say that, like, Wesley was married or not. Like, I don't know. I did Um, find it odd, though, that Sabrina wasn't trying to come on to Wesley. And I was like, I mean, he's standing right there. Like, I don't know. I just found it odd. Maybe she had seen the wedding ring. I don't know. But then, like, she did that with the gray, and I was like, I mean, there's <laughs> nothing wrong with gray, but, like, you've been with the Wesley all day. Like, why aren't you? It, yeah. No, I was I surprised, I but think... I was like, it's fine. Yeah, she's very, very method, like, acting, and just, like, because her character, <laughs> you know, like, hooks up with a sergeant or whatever. Yeah. And so I was just like, honestly, though, I was just like, thank God Tim wasn't there. oh my god yeah (laughs) that's all I was it was like I was like I'm sorry Gray like but I was just like yeah thank god Tim was not there um because he would have been so like even more uncomfortable I feel like than yeah I was not like so much uncomfortable he was just like funny like I don't know it just yeah but Tim would have been just like blatantly uncomfortable yeah um which would have been amusing as well um but yeah, anyway, so like Angela's pulling Wesley aside. Um, and he's like, Well, she said on the car right over that her sexuality is a weapon. And like Wesley's wondering, like, well, who the hell like who the hell talks like that? And Angela's like, someone who's trying to steal my man. And Wesley's like, Don't worry, Margo only has eyes for gray. And Margo is Sabrina's character name. Um <laughs> and just like so amidst this whole entire time that they're having this like sidebar conversation, right? Mm-hmm. Gray just like interrupts and is like, "Where's Lenny Tunes?" <laughs> I just died laughing. Like I had to pause my television because I was just like, "He just delivered that line like so, so effortlessly." Yeah, just so good. Yeah, um, yeah. So while uh, Angela and Wesley were talking, uh, Sabrina snuck off down the hall. Um, I was cracking up too and Angela pressing her ear up against the door and telling the guys like shut up for a second so she could Uh hear um but yeah so Sabrina's down the hall right and she's acting like so much like a lawyer um that Smitty who we get to see again briefly uh was ready to like drop the charges on a suspect that they had an interrogation and Gray's like no (laughs) suspect you're gonna stay here like Smitty you're gonna come with me because they have a talk um it was just kind of crazy how like they ended up sorting it out um Wesley got you know Sabrina to leave the station um so she wouldn't like cause any more interruptions or trouble there yeah Um, so as they're walking along Wesley's talking about how you know there's so many communities where people like can't afford good representation or like you know get the help they need and like some more energy should be focused there um Sabrina is like getting out her phone and asks him to repeat that so maybe they can like use it for like dialogue and like script or something um Wesley just kind of like I don't know I expected him to like stop like talking or like not like I don't know but um he just kind of continues on his uh you know like soapbox like it doesn't matter who you are you know if you're like a normal everyday citizen or a drug dealer and Sabrina just like kind of stops him like mid-sentence and is like 
wait that guy's a drug dealer and there's like a person across the street um and so well there's three there's three guys across the street anyway but um so she just like takes off storming over there in this crazy character monologue and wesley is trying to stop her um but she's going like all in on this guy saying you know how like he you know like ruined you know this person's life and like you know that ruined her life and all this stuff she's just going off um and like the music's so like intense that you think like something's gonna go down um but the last minute it doesn't because it turns out the guy is a fan of Sabrina's work um she did some house party movie or something where her character got killed um you know like I was like a fan of her work and so uh he asked Wesley to take their photo instead um I just thought it was so great that Wesley got in the whole uh you know like why is this my life thing like yeah that was a great line Um, I don't know when I was watching it it was like is he thinking like am I being punked right now like what the heck is going on yeah because he was he looked so worried um because he kept trying to be like oh no 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 no. like she's not you know this is just her thing like Mm -hmm. this is what she does she doesn't mean anything by it but yeah no it was like um he was just in such disbelief um wesley definitely had good moments this episode because like even when they were looking for uh sabrina he was like look in my defense angela didn't know this either and she's a detective and i was just like oh wesley (laughs) yep yep um so at the end of the episode uh lopez is at home with uh some wine they're chatting about their crazy day that they had Angela's like still you know kind of worried about Wesley like noting how he could have gotten himself killed today um he knows that that's why he's going to quit the show or he like quit the show um he's felt um like purposeless since his suspension happened so he's been diving into all of these things trying to find that sense of purpose again um Angela reminds him that there's only three more months left of the suspension so they kind of end on like the note that like they think they'll be okay like until then and he'll you know he'll keep trying to you know work on finding something that gives him like that kind of same uh like purpose that a job did Mm -hmm. uh for the three months and so hopefully that works I don't know I kind of I hope they like follow it up at some point like in the near future of like you know if Wesley does pick up a, even if it's just like a hobby like the man could use a hobby yeah maybe we can get a gym like Wesley you know maybe like him going to the gym is his like new thing or something <laughs> we can get a scene there you go please um, I don't know that would be kind of entertaining to see though um so yeah I don't yeah, I hope we have a follow-up scene. That was kind of it for uh, Lopez. It was kind of, I don't know. Like, I enjoyed just seeing Angela kind of um, just, like, in it, like, not that she was with Wesley the whole time, obviously, but just, like, interact with her husband. And that was, like, her job for the day was, like, to, you know, keep right talking to her husband and, like, you know, hanging out yeah. together. She wasn't, so. like, on any, like, huge cases or anything. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, and I just loved like seeing them cheers like at the end. It was just adorable. Yeah. I just love Lopez. That's it. Yeah. Yep. So then the last kind of storyline that we had for the night was um, Lucy's fertility. And, you know, we see her like filling out the fertility clinic paperwork. And Tamara just like comes into the kitchen and, you know, she's just kind of like talking to her. And Lucy's like, you know, I have to figure out and disclose like if anyone in my family has any genetic disorders, like just to make sure that they get my very best eggs. So this is where we find out that she doesn't know her biological father so it makes filling out these papers kind of challenging and i don't know i picked up on like she acts as if tamara knows when tamara and us are both like wait what like the dad that we met in season one is not your biological dad like i don't yeah i don't know lucy just said it as if like everyone knows and it's like well i feel like she was kind of I don't know, like, uh, like trying to be casual about it, maybe, yeah. or just trying to kind of work it into a casual conversation. She, she was trying to, to like make it, it not seem like it's a big deal. Yeah, yes. yeah. I don't um, know. So it's like interesting because it's like she's kind of detached from it, but then like knowing Lucy, she like wants that emotional connection, right? And so she's kind of grasping at straws in a way. I think. Yeah. Like, she says she wasn't really that, like, curious to know about her biological dad. And she did ask her mom once when she was in college, like, because she felt like she was supposed to know. Um, But, you know, her mom just said, like, she was, you know, he wasn't ready to be a dad. Um, So, like, Lucy's always kind of known then that, like, (laughs) the guy who raised her is not her biological dad. So it would be interesting to, like, hear, like, how that conversation went like when they told her because I feel like Lucy probably would have been like overthinking it yeah and I just can't like for the life of me like why now because like I'm thinking back because like remember when her mom came and stayed over at like the apartment or whatever that one time in season two I think and I don't know it just like blows my mind because like she and Jackson shared a lot of um, like family stuff. Yeah. So like, how did it not? How did it not come in? up? Yeah, yeah. It almost feels like they just kind of like threw it in because it would be like another wrench in the Chen family history, or like the Chen yeah. family dynamics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so then tomorrow's like, well, maybe it's time to ask again, like just to find out for the paperwork. Um, so then you know like the day goes on Lucy's kind of like thinking about it um, and then after hearing you know about the things that Jordan was talking about with her cancer um, you know Lucy's like well you know maybe it's like is it better if I know about my dad or not like and Tim just asks her if you know she's talking about her bio dad now like even in this part he was kind of like I don't really want to like get into this like this is none of my business so then he like tells her to call her mom and have the hard conversation to find out the truth Tim almost throughout this entire episode just seemed like he did not want to deal with other people's BS yeah and I, I was just know. like what like even with Lucy I don't know how to like describe 
describe it. Like, it, I don't know. It was a little bit out of character, which, like, is why it threw me so much that, like, it appeared that he already knew about it. So, like, I don't know. Because, like, sometimes you'll get, like, sassy Tim, like, on the job. But then you get soft Tim when it comes to Lucy. Mm -hmm. And, like, even some of the time, like, until it was the you okay scene, Mm -hmm. it's just kind of, like, short with her. And I was like, is Tim, like, PMSing? Because it seems like he is. He was having a day. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. It was just kind of weird to me. Yeah. It was like, all right, Tim. Like, I don't know. It was the way that he said, Are you talking about Biodad now? And I was like, You don't need to be like that with her, but okay. So then, you know, Lucy's like, Well, my mom will like kill me, like, if I ask her. So, and then, you know, she's like, I'll call Aunt Amy and she'll tell me the truth. And then the next, literally, the next scene we see is her and Aunt Amy talking. Um, and Amy looks more like she's Lucy's age. I don't know. I was just like, okay, this cast, like, maybe Amy, the aunt, is, like, a lot younger. I don't know. Um, and that's why Lucy feels like she can talk to her more. Mm-hmm. So then Amy's like, just want to reiterate that I told your mom not to have your eggs frozen. Uh, but, like, God forbid she listens to me. Mm-hmm. So then Lucy goes on to say that, you know, the forms have questions that, like, she can't answer uh or yeah questions that she can't answer and amy's like about your birth father so amy says that mama chen would like kill her would kill her if uh you know like she told her all of this um and it's not as simple as just giving her a name so we find out that the year her mom became a therapist she slept with a page patient and he turned out to be lucy's biological father so it would ruin her career if it ever got out and lucy just like we don't we don't hear it from lucy but like we kind of see it on her face of like she just can't believe it um and so then like lucy and tim are driving lucy's checking her phone like tim notices that she's a bit tense um and this is kind of like where he softens up a little bit with her but even then he I don't know I caught a screenshot and I was like he looks like he's a little bit concerned here um and Lucy's like you know throughout my life like nothing I've done has made my mom happy um and or been good enough for her like not grades boyfriends career anything and Lucy's pissed because everything that like because through everything mama Chen has been a total hypocrite but then Tim's like well maybe she was trying to prevent you from like from making the same mistakes that she did like playing devil's advocate and lucy's you know just saying or she resents me because of that one time that like she messed up her life um and so then like right as lucy is saying that she gets a text message from her mom i'm assuming and his name is patrick walsh so like i don't know i saw it right like here where if you pause it when lucy shares his name tim's face is just like like he looks so protective here like he's kind of had a change of heart like oh like I shouldn't be as hard on her or you know like I need to be a little bit more like comforting to her or something yeah. um 
I don't know because like I mean with the like the first time her fertility is mentioned in 405 he was kind of a little bit not like standoffish not quite not quite as much in like this episode but just like he still was a little bit like removing himself from the situation because almost like he doesn't know how to handle it yeah like he didn't really know what else to say so I feel like he was just maybe at like a loss of like how well you know because like Lucy is the kind of person that you know wants to look at things from every single angle possible and so maybe Tim was just like okay well I I had one angle and we went over it so now I don't know what else to say like well that's just kind of how I feel about it and then like some of the like awkward moments the way that he like tried to cut them it was like okay so you clearly don't do good with tension like you don't because we had that comment about well the one thing that he contributed to your life was like measured in milliliters or whatever and then he like comes out with this comment he's like well at least his name's not something weird like Dilbert and I'm like there's so many other things that you could have said in this moment but okay and Lucy just like looks at him and she's like like the cartoon character you know and Tim just he's trying to like walk himself out of it and you know he's like well someone named their kid hashtag like you never know and one oh is that what he said I didn't yeah. like that's what he said <laughs> I didn't catch it either until my second rewatch and it because the mm-hmm. first time I was like did he say Gilbert like I was hyper fixated on that and then in my second rewatch I caught the kid named hashtag and then like his face and expression during it like got me I was just like he just sounds so like matter of fact mm-hmm so then he asks her what she's going to do. And she's like, well, I'm going to find out the truth. So we don't get any more of this storyline really until like the end of the episode. Um, and Lucy and Tamara are coming, combing through Patrick Walsh, like the Patrick Walsh person on social media and the internet. And like Tamara says, you know, I found a Patrick Walsh. She's very active on the over 50 dating sites and, you know, like they found multiple Patrick Walshes. Um, and Lucy's just like feeling a bit awkward about them like stalking her potential birth father. And Tamara's just like, well, we're just narrowing down the field. Like it's fine. Um, but you know, there are like six men who fit the parameters. And Tamara's like, my favorite guy is this is one with a woodworking blog because he's artsy and can make us like a cool artisan table. And so then you know like they get interrupted because lucy's phone rings and it's um a clerk from work uh that she asked to like run his name with the number that her aunt gave her um and we find out that patrick is no longer with us um and you can tell like lucy's not sure how to process it like she's she's trying to play it off like it's no big deal to her but like you can see that it's kind of hitting close to her um, and so then Tamara just reminds her that, like, he's the reason that she's alive. Um, and Lucy's like, the fertility questionnaire was a pressing reason to find him. But, like, she always had an idea that lingered in her mind. So, you know, she just thought that eventually they would meet. But apparently he was killed in a car crash five years ago. So he didn't die from any genetic diseases or anything, which... It's good because she she has that closure. She can fill out those forms. Um, but 
it was found that he had no family, no wife, no kids. Like, he was alone. And Lucy's just like, I wonder if I should have tried to find him sooner. So Tamara's like, well, he's the one who made the decision that he didn't want to be a dad. To which I have the question of, okay, that's what her mom said. But what if her mom just, like, cut him out? Like, cut him off from seeing Lucy? Like, what if he really wanted to be in Lucy's life? And her mom was just like, nope, not going to happen. Yeah. You know, because, like, we know how Lucy's mom is. So it wouldn't surprise me. I don't know. Also, the song that played, like, during the last sequence of the episode, like, kind of ending out all of the the storylines was just chef's kiss. So bad. Yeah. I'm also just kind of curious, then, like, how long after the whole pregnancy like for Lucy's mom did like her dad and she like you know get together or something like I don't know like I just want to know like if that storyline will come back up oh like her the guy the dad that raised her yeah yeah just like I don't know I just have more questions now well and like how that all came about because like they're both therapists and like did they somehow, you know, like they meet at some like work thing or something? Like, I don't know. I just want to know like how they ended up meeting then or if yeah. like they knew each other. Like, did they meet when Lucy's mom became pregnant and, you know, she was just like, let's just say that it's your baby or whatever? Yeah, like, I don't know. Like, I just want to know these things. Like, mm-hmm. or I don't know. Or, I mean, did they even say for sure if like Lucy's well okay wait so adoptive dad I don't know like what to well I'm like she she obviously has his last name so like was her biological dad just never included like you know or did he have to sign over parental rights like I just have so many questions and I just want to know like because did they ever say for sure that like um well, okay, because people on Twitter were saying that, like, Lucy's, um, like, biological dad and her, like, the, you know, dad who raised her, like, are both named Patrick. Um, I don't, and so, like, well, anyway, but I just want to know, like, okay, so, to, like, did... I just don't know. Did they ever, like, say that, like, Lucy's dad knows that, like, I don't know, like, knows that Lucy was curious about her biological dad or just, like, I don't know. It would have been nice to just, like, have one of her parents, like, in this episode, too, or something. Yeah. Um, Okay, so. Like, get their, yeah, their side of it. Okay, so I looked it up on the rookie.fandom.com wiki. Wiki. So, you know, so accurate, I know. Um, but let's see. Okay, so it was in the episode The Shake Up. Her father, a psychologist, is in Jervai patient. Um, it doesn't mention his name there, but it does say in the father part patrick chen and mother's vanessa chen 
I don't think that it was ever said their actual like names though. And like granted, like that can be updated, but I would think that if it was her father, they would say Patrick Walsh. And it doesn't look like anyone's came in and like updated it since last night because like there's no other trivia notes about like 414. So yeah. There's not even like in this season recap. Um so I don't know. I, I maybe they both have the same name, Patrick. I know I'm looking at like Wikipedia and it like has the actor and it's like Jim Lau is Patrick Chen. So So maybe they like do just have so. the same. I mean, it wouldn't really surprise me because the rookie does. I mean, like, look, Jackson West, Wesley Evers, like, Westlow, Wopez. You know, there was something else where it was like, oh, yeah, Bradford and Sanford, like, you know, they kind of like use somewhat of the same names. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, it wouldn't surprise me. Um, yeah. I see the video from like the episode. But it doesn't look like she mentions his name. Like, she's just like, my dad was brought in. I just have so many other questions. It, like, opened, even though there was technical closure, it opened a lot of other doors that, again, I would like to have more Lucy's, like, family actually be seen on screen Mm -hmm. so they can get some answers. Like, I would like to see her mom kind of brought up and, or, like, brought back in and you know them like talk about it or something yeah because i got a lot to talk about yeah um and then it also made me realize so last night i was like you know okay the rookie (laughs) kind of has like daddy issues or something like tim's dad from what we know you know like he was horrible and we can only assume that like he's probably gone by now at least he's out of tim's life uh john had his dad like leave mm-hmm. um when he was 10 we gotta like call back to that tonight or in this yeah. episode jackson his dad was around but he had a strained relationship with him nope angela it was never said that her dad wasn't in her life um but she really did just like talk about her mom so i mean i'm kind of assuming that she's not around or that he's not around so i'm just like the rookie like doesn't like dads or something like what why do we always do this on tv shows you know so yeah i don't know i was just like i was thinking about it and then i saw a tweet from our friend nikki and she was like mentioning the parallel of tim's dad like being gone and then lucy's dad and that just hurt like it just hurt i mean we don't like i said we don't know if tim's dad is like if he's gone gone but like he's out of tim's life so mm-hmm. yeah i don't know it's just like the chunford parallels yeah and like tim has jenny bradford the, like you know he feels safe with her he feels like he can kind of confide in her lucy has that with aunt amy like i don't it just yeah i don't know the parallels mm-hmm. so yeah, and then we have some fan thoughts, some listener thoughts. So, 
Do you want to take the first one? Sure. Um, so Valerie said that, um, oh, anti-handyman Wesley is the best. Um, she liked how they poked fun at acting. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that line, too. Yeah, um, because Wesley was like, maybe I could be an actor. And Angela's like, don't you dare. Like, that was funny. Um, and Valerie said, so Skip Tracer Randy was a lot of fun. Um, lucky guy to get shot twice and live. Yep. Um, Valerie hopes that Lucy investigates um, her biological dad's life more. Um, said the episode was okay. Not her favorite, but they all can't be great. Mm, yeah. There were a lot of like mixed opinions about this episode yeah. in various ways. So. I don't know. I mean, it was good. I don't know if I would just like watch it again, like on like a Tuesday night if I was bored or something. Maybe I don't know. Just it was like off. funny. Um, yeah, it was like com- like comedy wise, I thought it was good. Um, I just wasn't expecting the Lucy thing to be like that like that just kind of it was like Chenford was kind of like the C plot or something like that thing yeah Lucy anyway. kind of like the C plot yeah of the episode so so then um Lydia had said she thought this episode was well balanced even though we got a lot of Randy in the promo the storyline still had enough surprises I definitely thought that it did. Like, it was just, like, what else can Randy do, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then she said she was worried that Donovan would come back. Uh, she has went over to Team James now. Literally same. Still think that their baby is Donovan's, but, you know, it Rude. is what it is. No. Um, I refuse. Since I made that emoji thing um, with James and Nyla, I refuse. <laughs> like, I have made the emoji photo that's it's canon in my head now yeah i don't know i'm just like don't get too excited about it because <laughs> i know that it's tv um but she was worried yeah that donovan would come back so she was glad that it was penelope who came in um i was like okay she's pretty and like donovan's not bad looking i don't know i was just like i wasn't expecting her to look like that for some reason i don't know i don't know what i was expecting but I don't think it was that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then she thought, like, Tim was being a bit rude in the beginning of the episode with Lucy worrying, yeah. but he, she did like that he tried to cheer her up. Yeah. He just needed to, like, come around to it a little bit more. Um, and she said that she thought the story was quite quite poignant. Um, and also her struggling with how her mother was a hypocrite was interesting. Um, and then she's glad that Lucy has a cool aunt and was wishing for a family member like that on her side. Yeah, I wasn't expecting her aunt to show up, but like we also know that Lucy doesn't have any siblings, so mm-hmm. yeah. Um, Bonnie wants to know, oh, like our thoughts on the bio dad storyline. Yeah. No, those are her thoughts. Oh, her. Okay. Sorry. I can read. I swear. Um, Okay. So, Bonnie's thoughts on the storyline. Lucy knew about where Tim 
um where Tim wanted his ashes oh from the like two episodes ago or something yeah um and Tim clearly knew about the um about Lucy's biological dad um we didn't see any of it regarding to the lead up of it oh yeah that's probably what I think was like missing a little bit was just a little bit more of a lead up like yeah yeah um but yeah they definitely know these like not random but just like I don't know there's like almost like they each have like this like like playbook on each other yeah like or this like running list of just like things that they know that they probably never would have expected to know about the other yeah by this time I mean as far as like a lead up I would have liked to at least just seen her say like so I was filling out the paperwork for my fertility stuff and like came across this question like what do you think that I should do because then that would have set up Tim being a little bit standoffish or like yeah awkward because like he just is awkward about that subject um as we've seen in the uh Halloween episode so like that would have been like even just that there you go yeah genius (laughs) I like that idea I'm sold (laughs) like so yeah that no yeah that would have that would have been perfect honestly Mm -hmm. Um, I have lost my place now. That's fantastic. Okay. Um, you're at the Harper and Penelope. Oh, Harper. Yeah. Okay. Harper and Penelope. Yeah. That was like, I don't know. Like I, I liked this scene because it was like this opportunity for Nyla to kind of clear the air and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, the promo for next week. Yeah. That was definitely, they like ramped it up a little bit, um, with the promo. And Bonnie asks, um, oh, how are we feeling about the writing this season? Um, I think it's gotten stronger. Yeah. Like, stronger than season one than two. I mean, they were good for what they were, but, like, I don't know. I feel like the cases have gotten a little bit more intense. Um, mm-hmm. And we're not doing, like, seven different storylines, it seems like. You know, like everyone just kind of has their one case that they're following for the day mm-hmm. which isn't totally realistic for cops because you know cops will have like multiple cases or whatever but um i think from an episode standpoint like it just it's easier to kind of follow along if they just have like one case in this show it's more like two or three cases like just with the partnerships um but I think it's a lot easier to follow along and I mean it makes recapping the episodes easier but like I don't know I think it's gotten stronger in the fact that like they have more like intense Mm storylines um but they've also Mm -hmm. been able to still keep the comedy so yeah um I think it's been interesting because they've you know we've lost characters we've gained characters so it's like you know you gotta kind of pivot the writing to you know work with these changes and so um I definitely think it's different but it's uh but it's good Mm -hmm. I I like it I'm I'm still hopeful that we get some like you know uh I don't know the word like stepping stones in the right direction for some ships yeah um, or like you know end game moments for others I don't know 
Um, yeah, but I think it's yeah, I think it's good. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think like seasons one and two will always be good. Like I don't know, but I know that I said this before we started season four. Like I wanted more like intense storylines, um, and some of like the characters kind of getting into the thick of it. And I definitely think that we're getting that this episode, like this season, like most of the like the beginning part of the season was focused on Balin and then like the Wesley stuff um so now we're kind of like shifting back into balancing it all which I think is good so but yeah I definitely want some stepping stones for certain ships Mm -hmm. yeah yeah I like how you put it yeah because it was very I kind of yeah because it was very like centralized on those couple characters in the first half kind of Mm -hmm. um and like I don't know because like we've met a lot of people yeah for just you know like one or two episodes um and so I feel like you have to devote enough time and you know space on the page to that and so and I don't know just like being in the writing field myself in the entertainment sphere I can like appreciate what they do for it and so I don't know I feel like it's good I'm interested to see where it's gonna go from here I know if they get picked up for season five like you know we'll we'll know for sure we'll we'll be good yeah I would like yeah if they get picked up for season five I need like end games for like all the ships then by then early fives like a good you know like seems like a good like number yeah i mean i feel like we're getting end game with james and nyla and like maybe God, i'm just clowning and you know saying that the baby is donovan's and it really is james's Literally. maybe i am but yeah i don't know we'll see do you want to cover m's thought too uh yeah so m wanted um Oh, to hear our thoughts on um, Dr. Chen not being Lucy's biological dad and how Tim knew about it. Obviously, we got uh, robbed of him finding out about it. Yeah, we did. Um, I just want to know, like, how she told him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I think you, like, summed it up it. perfectly with your, like, idea of how, like, they kind of brought it up with the, like, you know, asking like if she mentioned the forms or whatever it would have like you know tipped off the semi-awkward conversation but it would have been a conversation nonetheless yeah but did like he know about dr chen not being her dad like way before this Mm -hmm. you know like did they sit down and like get to know each other better when she was a rookie and he you know and she was like listen this is like my family history or whatever I don't know. I, don't know. I just, I have so many questions. This is where um, being an overthinker and watching too much TV can mm-hmm. not be good for me, but it's fine. Yeah, I just, yeah, I don't know. Cause I had mentioned it before, but like there were, you know, like, cause there's so many moments with Jackson and like the family stuff too. Like, I don't know. Or just like how, 
I don't know or if like was if that's something she'd ever have to like disclose on like any kind of you know like paperwork for the academy or something or like I don't know how that you know because like there was the whole like you know Talia thing where she omitted her brother so and yeah technically I mean he was a criminal though wasn't he like he had gotten in trouble yeah but like Um, still I would think Lucy would have to like disclose yeah like so i don't know there's like i said so many questions kind of yeah opened up from this um and also wanted to know our thoughts on the of the harper and penelope interaction um i thought it went a lot better than it could have went i didn't think it was gonna be like a cat fight but like you know i thought it would have been worse i kind of like I don't know why I kind of thought, but I I really thought that like Nyla was gonna have to like chase her down the hallway or something to like get her to stay or something. Like she like actually like they sat down and were able to like have this conversation. Yeah. Which was nice. So also like I just loved Nyla's look in this episode. Like she was in like a zip up like hoodie thing. You know, <laughs> I don't know. I just loved it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then Janine had kind of dm'd us her thoughts and said omg gray getting sent next episode like it's gonna be a great gray episode i think so that was that was the um behind the scenes photo that was released by wasn't it like brooklyn or robert bella no oh wait yes it was on january 28th because he did the 10-year challenge or whatever um because grave is in the suit so we're gonna get thorson back for next episode and nyla looks like nyla's like in plain clothes and then lucy and john probably working together when tim's not like at his desk oh yeah and then smitty so that'll be fun it'll be a fun episode um and then she also said that skip choice and randy needs to return and have scenes with smitty comedy mm-hmm. it could be comedy gold right there um i am just here right now to say yes please please give it to me all mm-hmm. and then just like put john in the mix and he's just like what am i like witnessing right now <laughs> yes um she also said the dominatrix casket with randy being stuck in it was priceless um, and she said it was nice to see Nolan and Nyla teaming up again. Uh, she loves them working together. It was definitely really nice to see. Um, mm-hmm. Just, you know, because I don't know, like, I just love seeing the, the dynamic duos par- partnering up again. Mm-hmm. Um, and she said there was one problem that she had was that Penelope didn't seem shocked about Nyla's pregnancy. Um, and like, she wasn't around in Donovan's life when Nyla found out um no but she was when they slept together so i wonder if she assumes it's donovan's baby like you know because her and donovan aren't together anymore penelope that is um but like i don't i don't know because like when we saw the penelope and nyla interaction like nyla didn't walk into the room right um i don't know she was i mean she was I thought she was standing up for a brief second, though. So but. that was also something that we were kind of robbed of. But, like, 
also, I mean, I could see her just not really bringing it up. Because it's not like she's still with Donovan, you know? Right. So, um, and then Janine also said Randy and Bailey besties now. That was funny, especially the look on John's face. Oh, for sure. That man is just a living meme and a living, like, emoji. And, like, I need more John and ba- or Randy and Bailey scenes with John involved, too. Can we just make Randy, like, a skip tracer at the district? Like, he can, like, <laughs> have his own, like, little area and just, like, help out when needed. That'd be fun. Um, and then she also said, oh, poor Nolan has to hide the fact that he's been fixing Wesley's, uh, like, DIY stuff. Um, and Angela was so cute asking him. And in the end, Wesley figured it out. Like, you know, just being like, I know that that's not my handiwork. Like, yeah. I just love the dynamic that Lopez has. Like, they're just real with each other. Like, there's no, like, being around the bush or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she also said the actress that he was mentoring, she was nuts and propositioning Grave is too funny. Um, yeah it, it was it was a good like comedic storyline um mm-hmm. and then janine also said now on to lucy and her telling tomorrow about her biological dad which high shock of a lifetime was really sweet um and tim's reaction to her personal life in the beginning it was kind of cold to her i'm glad that i was like we weren't the only ones to think that um yeah then Janine said as the episode went on you could see the worry in his eyes and he really does care for Lucy um she also said that she loves how he got to meet Amy um and learned that her biological father was a patient before like you know and then finding out that he died in the car crash um and she loves the fact that tomorrow was there for Lucy but would have loved to also see Tim showing up saying that like he couldn't go to sleep knowing she was questioning and hurting about her bio dad I don't know if I needed if I would have needed all of that, like him, you know, like just saying that, like he couldn't stop thinking about how he was, how she was questioning everything. But I would have liked to see him, like, show up and, like, really kind of like redeem himself for how he had, like, acted earlier in the episode. Yeah. I could have been like a text or something. Yeah. Because, I mean, Tim knows how to text. He has to know how to text. Um, you know, just been like sorry about earlier. Yeah. Like, okay, or something. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, that is it for four fourteen. It's good to be back, honestly. <laughs> Hopefully, we're back for you know the next few weeks because they're already airing episode fifteen next week, and we know that we're getting twenty two episodes. So, and shows usually wrap up in May. It's beginning of March, so I'm sure that there's going to be a few more weeks of, like, hiatus somewhere. Which, uh, that sucks, but, like, also, it's not, like, the end of the world, you know? Yeah. Like, it does kind of help, and it is kind of nice to have, like, breaks off from the show, like, Mm -hmm. airing new episodes, just because, you know, things happen, and, like, real life is also a thing outside of fictional tv so yeah yeah although i don't know though because like if they do what they usually end i guess maybe end of may i think like mid-may though yeah um, it's usually mid-may still that's what four eight 
10 weeks and they'd only have like seven, seven left or something. So yeah, I guess there'd still be room for, for breaks in there. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know, but, um, you guys can find us on Twitter at the shop talk pod underscore or email us at shop talk the rookie podcast at gmail.com with all of your thoughts. Um, we have a T public store too. If you want to check that out, um, the link is in our like Twitter bio under our mm-hmm. link tree. Um, you can also find all the different platforms that we're on there as well. Um, you can find us individually on Twitter as well. I'm at jstark eight zero four, and I'm at Kara Hyman. And that's it for us. We'll be discussing uh, episode fifteen next week. Bye, everyone. Bye, guys. Go get them, boo.